Father, bless the reading and hearing of this holy word today. And having heard it, whether it be new or afresh today, breathe life into it within us, that we may be doers of your word, and not just listeners only today. For it's in Jesus' name we ask, amen. Well, this week I was trying to get to the bottom of, or kind of boil down, what exactly is self-sacrifice, because tomorrow, Memorial Day presents itself for us to think about self-sacrifice, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Those that have paid the greatest, I guess, sacrifice of all their lives for our freedoms and for our country and for the opportunities and place in which we live, we have to think about that. But sacrifice is a greater thing than that. It's an attitude. It's a mindset, if you will. Not just that we act on in moments in which we're called upon, but in which we live out towards others day after day. I guess it's an unnatural thing, isn't it, to let go of something or give up something that's valuable to us simply so someone else can have it. And yet we do acts of self-sacrifice throughout our lives for different reasons. So this morning, I just want to talk about three reasons quickly that, that we do self-sacrifice, three motives for that, and talk about why we might do those and the importance of them to lift it up. And the first of those, I think, is that we self-sacrifice quite often for preparation, don't we? In preparation of something greater to come tomorrow. Now, for those of you that may be retired and you worked for 40 plus years in your life, you did what? Every month as you were working, if you were wise, you put aside some money, whether it was through your employer or on your own, towards this thing called retirement. A big pot of money to prepare for the day when you could finally say, you know what? I don't have to work anymore. And I can still live, and I can still do the things that I need to do and maybe even want to do. You are preparing for a better future by taking and sacrificing some of the money you had all of those years, and you are setting it aside for a better tomorrow. I know Jenny and I have found ourselves over the past years self-sacrificing, not for ourselves so much, but for our kids. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. We self-sacrifice for our kids so that they may have a better future. And that could be a multitude of ways. I remember when our kids were younger, and I look at our younger families in the church and the activity level of their kids, and I just remember how tired I was during all of those years when they were running around. And when they were up at night because they were sick and because we were going to ball games and school programs and helping to do homework and teaching them and all of that stuff, it was just like there was this sacrifice of energy and time that went into our kids. Why? Because we wanted them to be prepared for age 18 when we kicked them out the door. <laughs> we also had to self-sacrifice for their college to pay for that. Our goal was to try to help them get out through their four years of college without debt, or much debt anyway. And that took some self-sacrifice along the way too. 
Well, a lot of us will self-sacrifice to prepare ourselves or put us in a better position for our jobs if we're still working. Work hard today, and hopefully that will pay dividends in the eyes of our boss tomorrow or help us to move ahead in our work. There's all kinds of sacrifice that we do in order to prepare ourselves or someone we love for a better outlook, and that's a good thing. It's a wise thing to do. Because laziness will not put us in a better place for tomorrow, but giving up and letting go of something that it may flourish later is a satisfying thing. We, um, we also find in the church that a lot of us will do works of service and give of ourselves in self-sacrifice for spiritual benefits, for a brighter future, for a star in our crown if you will, because though the world may not be looking, though we may not be recognized for what it is that we are doing in the church, to feed the poor or to teach the children or to be of service, we know that God sees that and God will honor that in the future, even when our life here is done. So we self-sacrifice for preparation, but A second thing that we self-sacrifice for is investment. And by that, I don't mean investing for retirement or for a better future. I'm talking about as an act of faith to show that we care or we believe in something or someone or something that's greater than ourselves. I think it's a beautiful thing when people will give up of themselves, when we give of our money to a cause that is is great, and it makes a big difference in the world. As a pastor, I see this all the time as people give to to the church and to different ministries, whether it is to the food pantry downstairs to feed the hungry or, or to the budget of the church to help pay the bills and do ministries or leaving money in, in, their, uh, in their wills for the endowment of the church. It's a beautiful thing when people say, I so much believe in the the cause and the mission of the church that I am going to be an investor in that because it's such an important thing in the world. It's beautiful when people have faith in in others or faith in something such as God and the church and and make a big difference by self-sacrificing in order to, to make a difference. I have a friend who, um, who is a generous tither. He's not a part of this church, and uh, really he's not a part of a Methodist church. Uh, but he tithes to his church, and I know people in this church that do that too. But another thing that he does, and it always has inspired me, is that he says that he's always thinking about and always looking for how it is that he's going to, to bless someone or invest in something in the future whenever he gets a windfall of money. Now, that's pretty hopeful, isn't it? That's an optimistic outlook. That he would say, I don't have any new money or extra money yet, but I know that I'm going to get some at some point in time, so I'm going to go ahead and think ahead of how I'm going to pay that forward or how I'm going to invest that in something that really matters. And so he will ask me from time to time when I'll see him, do you know any any good things that, that spiritually I could support when I get some money? How is it that I can invest in something that you believe in, Mark? Because 
I want to invest in something greater than myself. Uh, It's wise for us to always be thinking about how it is that we can be investors in God's kingdom and in making a difference in people's lives. That's very self-sacrificial. Not just to say whenever I get money, it just goes in, in my account and it's for me and me alone. But to be thinking, praying, asking God, how would you have me to use what I have been given for your glory? How is it that I can be an investor in your kingdom? Sacrifice some of what I have for for a bigger good. Last weekend in Atlanta, as was the case in a lot of various colleges and universities throughout the country, there was one particular commencement ceremony that was going on at Morehouse College there in downtown Atlanta. It is a uh, traditionally black school for men only. And it has a long record of distinguished alumni there. And they had, um, they had a commencement address, a speaker they had invited in and given, bestowed upon him an honorary doctorate. Uh, the man had given uh, $1.5 million to the school as a gift some time back, and they, they honored that by bestowing him this honorary doctorate. Robert Smith, founder and CEO of Vista Equity Partners, um, which invest in software, data, and technology-driven companies, uh, is worth billions of dollars. He is not a graduate of Morehouse College, but he was invited to give this address, and so he did. And the 400 graduates of the class of 2019, and the alumni, and parents, and other students were there. And it was during his speech that he made an announcement that kind of took the breath out of the whole crowd and kind of left everyone very stunned. He made the comment during his, his commencement address that he felt like that he was uh, motivated and stepping up to pay off the student debt of all 400 graduates of Morehouse College for this year. Now, they did some math, and in the, the news article I read about it, that's worth about $40 million that he pledged to pay off for these students that had taken out tons of money in order to get an education. I know what you're thinking because I thought it too. Well, 40 million for a guy that makes billions is not all that much, right? Yeah, it is a lot of money. And it was a huge, huge gift that he gave. Not only that, but he also challenged all of those students of that class whose debt he pledged to pay off to pay it forward and to think about how they could use what they would have paid their loans off with to bless and invest in someone else. He challenged the alumni that were there, too. What a beautiful act of investing in in these college students that had the world ahead of them and $40 million worth of debt shackled going into it. That's a a big problem if you don't know student debt in our country. $1.5 trillion is owed in student loan debt, which is a a very big problem for us as a country. How do you invest in in those that you believe in, in the future of the church or those that you know of? It's an important thing in a way that we can show what we believe in through self-sacrifice. And then the last but not the least, and the focal point for today, you probably were wondering, when was he going to get around to the Scripture? 
And it is love as the motivating factor to self-sacrifice. John gets at that, doesn't he? John, the gospel writer that talked about a lot, Jesus' sacrifice at the cross, he reiterates it here in one of his three epistles that he writes to the Christian churches in the early centuries. These three letters are not like what Paul writes to churches of, of encouragement necessarily, but, but they are instead kind of ethics lessons for the church. And he writes in 1 John today, and what does he say? He says that you should live out a life of sacrificial love. You should live out a life of self-sacrifice as Christ has done for us all. That's the most pure motive in the world for self-sacrifice is love. Jesus showed us that at the cross, that, that there is no greater love than this, that we would lay down ourselves for others. And whether that's to invest in them or to, to get them ahead for the future, hopefully the motive is pure enough that it's out of love. Love is something that, that can be just a, a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, as Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 13. You can say and talk a good game about loving others, but do your actions and does your truth and do your deeds back it up? John is asking us today, do we really love people enough to give up what's important for us so that they may have instead? I was reading a couple of articles in Smithsonian Magazine a few months back about World War I, which was a very important war in Europe and Americans fought in it, yet it's kind of eclipsed by World War II now because of the, the grand scale of World War II. But it was a very dark and difficult time in, in the life of Europe and, and for Americans as well. There was this thing, trench warfare, the ways they fought, where not just for days or for months, but for years, they would stare across the battlefield at each other and live in these trenches. There were a lot of perils involved in that. And one of those was chemical warfare, where they would, where they would well, put gases in each other's trenches and try to kill one another. It was very horrific and a very dark time and a very depressing time for those, those doughboys, American soldiers, and all the other soldiers that were there as well. It was uh, a, the difficulty of war that, that came out um, of many of those battles that people struggled with afterwards. And Memorial Day, which was in place at that time, was a, a time of grieving and of mourning when, when families could grieve their boys that had been lost in Europe. There, there's a beautiful poem, not written by an American soldier of World War I, but a, a Canadian soldier instead, a lieutenant, John McRae. He was a surgeon that served there on the battlefield, and and he was a soldier as well, had to step up and fight when the attack was on. He was a writer and a poet as well. And before the war was out, he died of pneumonia, which was not a, a direct effect of the war, but of the chemicals instead and the horror that it played on, on the human body. He wrote this poem, though, in officiating at a friend's funeral, a fellow lieutenant there 
there in Belgium in um, a place called Flanders, where today you'll find a few cemeteries, not large numbers like in Normandy, certainly not at Arlington in Washington, D.C., but there in Flanders, there, there are crosses for American soldiers, for, for European soldiers, for Canadian soldiers. And he wrote this beautiful short poem called In Flanders Field, and it's about the place and the sadness and the horrors of war. And yet it makes you appreciate the sacrifice that was made. It says, in Flanders fields the poppies blow, between the crosses row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you, from failing hands, we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. Fields. And so I hope that this Memorial Day weekend, you feel the gravity and the weight of the greatest sacrifice that's been paid for us all as Americans and for the cause of freedom in the world, and that is people sacrificing their own lives. It's hard for us to think of unless we've been in those situations, and yet it is the greatest act of devotion, and it is the example that Christ showed to us all. And John's letter says, at the very least, you ought to live a life of self-sacrifice, even if it's not to that extremity. Where is it and how is it this week that you need to give of yourself more, to let go of your time or your talent or your abilities, of your money, of, of your attention? How is it that you can use that for the glory of God and for the greater good. It's not easy, is it, to self-sacrifice and give up something we want for ourselves and we're used to having, and yet there's a great beauty in it. When done at its very purest level, it's love. And God calls us to it. Jesus calls us to it. Those that have gone before us have given us the example of it. And it's a beautiful and inspiring thing. When you give out acts of service in and through the church or in the community or in people's lives, when you're at home and you're, you're giving of your time and your devotion to your aged parent or to your sick child or to a friend that is in a difficult, dark time and needs a listening ear, how is it that you can be of service to God is what really we're called upon to do and asked to do. Because in any given moment, we may have to step up and do that if we will be open and see how it is that the need is all around us. We are very blessed. We live in a very blessed, prosperous country. We're given very many opportunities. We have been given the cross of Jesus Christ and the empty tomb that blesses us beyond this world. And simply and plainly, it's a matter of saying, wow, I need to pay that forward and pass it along. So this morning, I want us to uh, conclude by 
by asking God where it is he would have us to serve and to lead. And so we'll pray one more time for that. God, thank you each and every day for the people that step up to do the difficult things in life. Oftentimes we're overlooked when we do it or even taken for granted and sometimes not even seen. And yet, God, we know that there's power in that and there's satisfaction in letting go of something that is ours so that others may have. Help us do it for the future generations, for our own kids, for our parents, for our families, for our church, and for our community. Lord, there is no greater love than acts of service and letting go for the sake of others around us. And in this world where we feel so divided, Lord, bring us together simply through that. Give us the courage to step out and step up and do it, Lord. And all of this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.